Chronic illness can be an all-consuming experience. I have suffered with chronic illness for over 20 years, and there is no doubt managing a chronic condition can be a full-time job with no perks or time off. It affects every facet of your life, but you are not alone. Join me as we hear real stories of people living with chronic illness, their challenges, their victories, and the treatments and coping strategies they use to get through the day. I am not my pain, and neither are you. Welcome back to I Am Not My Pain podcast. Dating is hard, but dating with a chronic illness is even harder. In general, dating requires a lot of physical and emotional energy, and for the chronically ill, energy is an extremely precious commodity, one we have to protect. You also face many daunting questions like, when do you share your condition? How do you share it? How do you maintain your boundaries for the sake of your health? And so much more. I'm going to be completely honest here and say the fear of not only destabilizing my health, as well as the fear of being vulnerable, has stopped me from even attempting to date while managing my chronic pain for the last 23 years. This is why I'm very excited to have my guest and chronic illness warrior, Lydia Joy Launderville, on the show today, as she is going to share her experience with dating and relationships while managing her chronic conditions. Lydia is diagnosed with fibromyalgia, migraine, Raynoid syndrome, and a host of other things. She is a freelance writer specializing in health and lifestyle, a ghostwriter, a blogger, an advocate, and a full-time reading interventionist for elementary children, and even more. She has published many articles on The Mighty and MSN, and you can find her work on her website, lydiajoylaunderville.wordpress.com, which I will include in the episode description. Lydia says her previous dating experiences prepared her for managing her conditions in her current relationship. I, for one, am looking forward to hearing what she has learned and how she approaches dating. Lydia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Oh, thanks. Could you please share a little more of the symptoms you currently manage? So this is actually something that when I first started thinking about it, I actually had to pull up my medical chart (laughs) because there's quite a few things, but I will just give like a brief summary. So I have chronic pain. I have fibromyalgia. I have migraines with auras. So that's like visual disturbances and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have pre-syncope episodes, episodes. So sometimes I faint or come close to fainting. I have TMJ facial pain. I have Raynoid syndrome, photosensitivity, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. Yeah. I can see why you had to look that up <laughs> just so you get it all, all in there. And I know that some of them play into each other too. So it's, you know, some of the symptoms you deal with are, you know, from you, you can guess which one is coming from or coming from both. So that's a, that's a lot to manage on it. Can you tell the audience what Raynoid syndrome is? Okay. So that is uh, the quick summary for that is I often have problems with my hands and my feet and parts of my body that get very cold. And it can cause really bad pain We're we're more sensitive to temperature changes. It's like a blood flow thing, but yeah, it just runs in my family. So I wasn't surprised that I got it, frankly. <laughs> okay. Cause I had never heard of it before. And I was just, I know my listeners may not have either. So I wanted to kind of clarify mm-hmm. 
kind of understand it a little bit better. So that is a lot of symptoms that you manage. Uh, mm-hmm. How long have you had these symptoms from like a young age or did you get it when you were an adult? Um, since childhood, I just did not have them diagnosed, but I was always a sick child. I thought that it was normal for kids to hurt. Like I had physical pain. I, my earliest memories of actual chronic pain were about two to four years old. I always was more tired than other kids. When I would run or play, I, I would have headaches and migraines. I just, I've always been sick, but it took time till I was in my twenties to know what was really going on and to frankly get validated. It's a story we hear a lot too on the show that it does take a long time, especially with a lot of invisible illnesses like fibromyalgia and things, because it wasn't even noted back then. You know, it's just that, so now at least we know what it is. So I guess I kind of want to just get in here because I'm really kind of ridiculously excited about talking to you because I'm going to try to start dating, maybe, maybe. So we'll see. But I want to kind of start at the beginning of the dating process and then kind of work our way up. So how do did you use dating apps? And if so, did you put your, you know, a little bit of the health conditions on there or did you just leave it off or did you even use dating apps? So I did use the apps. I used only one actually, though, which was kind of interesting because I know a lot of other people that use many. But I was 27 and I was like, okay, I want to start having interesting conversations. And then, you know, I didn't really plan on meeting anyone, um, but I did. And the app was successful twice, which is often unheard of from people who I've shared with. I met my first boyfriend that way and we dated for nearly a year until that ended. It was a really important time for me to look though, because I learned a lot about who I was and also the crossroads between chronic illness and having a romantic relationship and how you have to manage your health overall. But yes, I definitely use the apps and I did not share my health conditions on the apps. I don't think I will either, to be honest, because you don't want to start out like here, here's my list of conditions. And that seems ominous for anybody. I don't know if I would, you know, look at a, another person's app and want to date them either if I saw, you know, how sick they were. But at the same time, I don't know, maybe that'd be comforting. I think it just depends on the person, but that's interesting. I, I just was curious. And so when did you share your conditions with, you know, your now boyfriend and past boyfriends and, and kind of why, why did you share it in that way kind of thing? So my first time dating, I didn't share at all until we were committed. That was mainly because I actually didn't know what conditions I was actually battling, but they were evident. You know, I was actually very sick very often. Like on my second date with my past boyfriend, I nearly fainted and he spent the the entire date just kind of helping me come back from that. I was experiencing like this really painful migraine that had visual disturbances and I was a full mess. It was like a 72 hour migraine actually. And you know, for me, I just didn't share because I didn't know what I had. Um, and I hadn't really been validated. I just didn't feel well. It took about a few months into our relationship that I finally got diagnosed. So that was very interesting. I, at the time, I also entered one of the worst flares of all of my symptoms that I've ever had in my life. I was pretty much bedridden a good portion of that time. And so, you know, going into the dating world later on, I was more upfront without going into a lot of detail because I had more experience. I knew what I was looking at. I knew what I needed, frankly, in a partner more. 
And so by the time it came to tell my current boyfriend, I did that on date one. I just said, hey, I have chronic illness. And so, you know, I want to go on more dates with you, actually. But if there's a time that I cancel on you, it's not because I'm not interested. I'm just sick. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I learned later that he had no idea what that even meant. But for me, I felt that I had communicated Okay, I'm sick. <laughs> right. You're like, I gave him a heads up. And that's so true. It's it's a double-edged sword. I mean, that's kind of where I run into a wall with, because it's like, do I just tell them up front? Does that scare the person off? But then it's like, well, if it does scare the person off, maybe they need to be scared off. So it's it's definitely whatever works for you. I'm just curious as work what's worked in the past for people because I've never ventured out into this world and honestly just never, I couldn't, it was like another stressor that I couldn't add into my life, you know, you know, okay. I want to ask this. So how did past and of course, present boyfriend respond? I mean, when you did kind of finally share and how did they respond when they did see you in those States? Like, especially when you were just saying, you know, when you had the really long migraine or you're about to pass out, you know, how did they How did they usually respond to all that? All right. So at first, I think that most people that don't have chronic illness, I think the first uh, reaction is probably to panic. (laughs) And they did. My first boyfriend, he he did kind of panic a bit. You know, there there were some times where, you know, everyone that's dated me has ended up, you know, in the ER with me at least once. And that's because of something I was dealing with. But, you know, most of the time, you know, the the response I got was pretty good. I mean, I've, I've had them all, uh, to be honest. I've had people on the apps accuse me of wanting like to be, like have them provide for me, which is very, oh, very yeah. disrespectful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I had one guy who thought, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking of going on a date with, you know, we had talked for a little bit and it was on a three hour phone call conversation that I realized, no, I'm not going to go on a date with him because I went and he's like, by the way, I actually have some health stuff. So I just want you to know ahead, you know, and he's like, oh, okay. Um, and frankly, he literally said, I don't mind as long as you can still have sex with me. And that was obviously was like, I told him, I'm like, that's really rude. And I took a moment to say, hey, I'm actually not going to date you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to educate you on what not to say to a potential date who just shared they have chronic illness. Nice. <laughs> That's just kind of how I am as a person. As I shared before, you know, my first boyfriend, I didn't share immediately because I didn't know. But when we found out that I had these conditions, you know, he was honestly pretty devastated. I was too. We were together and, you know, I got that answer. And most importantly, you know, you hear there's no cure. That's a lot to absorb. Honestly, we cried together about it. It was a big deal. But, you know, we had to start from square one again and what that would mean for who we were as a couple. And then, you know, I also had to deal with the denial of that. And so did he. And eventually you become, it becomes a normal and you accept it. As to the other response, like my boyfriend now, uh, his response was actually one that (laughs) uh, I liked the best (laughs) because (laughs) He, you know, I told him on date one, hey, I have chronic illness. So, you know, I don't want you to think I'm not interested because I really genuinely liked him on date one, which is like a big deal. You don't always like someone that much on date one. So I told him, I'm, you know, I'm interested, but I may be sick. But he had no idea what that really was. 
so it was like a month or later into dating that I finally told him what exactly I had. And he was shocked because he's like, but you're walking, you're moving, we're climbing, we're doing all these things. And he felt really horrible. He's like, I've been pushing you too much. I'm like, no, I just haven't had to say, uh, let's sit down. Let's take a break as much because I'm feeling a bit better right now. So I just, you know, his response was really good. Other than he was very shocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he just followed it up with asking, what did he need to know? How could I educate him on it? Were there things he could do to help me? And, you know, I shared that. I, I put on my little, as I say, my little admin cap and told him really what everything was, what I would need. And, you know, that days are going to be up and down because it's, it's like having a dynamic disability. There are days that you will not look like you have a disability or that you have a health condition, but then there's going to be days that you absolutely will fit the criteria of, of appearing as if you have a disability. And so honestly, it was a good conversation and I respected him for how he handled it, you know? So like I said, I've had the people that were quite rude. I've had the people that were um, very supportive and it just, it's, it's a big deal for people that don't have chronic illness to truly understand what it is. But I'm grateful that for the man that I date, you know, he, he tries to understand yeah, and he listens to me because I'm the expert on my body, you know, and on my health. Mm-hmm. Did he ever try to find like cures and, and other <laughs> things for you? Cause I know, I mean, as someone who loves someone else, you probably are like, let me see what I can find. Maybe she hasn't seen it all. <laughs> so that was definitely my first partner. He really wanted to fix it. Yeah. My partner now, I mean, he, he, provided me a wonderful and beautiful gift. And that is not to search for a cure. He just decided to be a companion for me. And that to me is, is the best possible answer for what I needed at that time. It's still what I need. I, I don't need a cure from my partner. I just need a companion to help me, you know, remember that I'm more than my chronic illness on these days. And, you know, he does that. That's amazing. Well, that's why you're with them. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of went into, it was interesting when you said, you know, he was like, oh my goodness, we've been doing all these things and you, mm -hmm. I've been pushing you. So how do you, cause that is a, a real concern of mine is how do you manage your health and then go on these dates and you, you know, I have a tendency to pretend things are fine until I reach a point. And then it's like, I can't pretend anymore. And I'm a worried, I have a, you know, it's so hard to, to set yourself up to win in a way, you know, where you're not going to be mm -hmm. so drained. So how do you kind of, you know, manage your health and, and date and, and how did you? So that's a, that's a good question. And I, I very much like you, I learned to push, push, push through things. And then eventually my body would be like, no, nope, can't do this anymore. And you got to stay in bed now for a couple of days, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a lot of trial in there. I definitely didn't get it right at first. Um, I didn't manage at all, honestly, at the beginning of dating. I had no idea what dating really looked like and what it meant for chronic illness. And I didn't find a lot of resources out there. But in my case, I started dating right after the pandemic lockdown had lifted. So things were still, still relatively closed. And in a way that kind of helped me, mm -hmm. selfishly helped me because I didn't have to go out and do a lot of things. Um, I mean, when I started dating, we were still technically masking for those that felt like they were wanted to do that. And I did. And so my first kiss was actually wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which is kind of, it's, it, that's interesting. But at the time, you know, I was going into the worst flare of my life. And yeah, you mean it was COVID on top of it. Yeah. And so it was just a lot of stresses on, I didn't manage really well. There were a lot of weekends that were just spent watching movies in bed. And I read a lot, if I'm honest, because I just couldn't do anything. You know, later on, after a lot of treatment, um, one of the things that I learned through my doctors and through my physical therapists and all these wonderful people that worked with me and I had a huge team of people, I learned skills to be able to read my body more. And when I learned those, you know, I started to know when to take those breaks that I needed. So I wouldn't get that burnt out, that burnt out often, as often with my health. Um, and when I was first dating and I just didn't really want to keep bringing up uh, I have chronic illness because it felt kind of awkward. I didn't want to be that quote, quote, sick girl. Not, not that there's anything wrong being the sick girl. <laughs> right, right. But I didn't want to be misunderstood. So I would simply just kind of share like, hey, let's just sit down for a little bit and let's talk. And that was me saying, uh, I am going to collapse if we don't take a break. My legs are not working right. I am feeling lightheaded. And if I, and then eventually I started being able to say, hey, you know, my legs are actually hurting. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, mine are too. But obviously my, my pain levels are not going to be the same as someone who doesn't have chronic pain, but it would still provide a break. And, you know, I learned to have to kind of keep speaking up because what happened was, you know, I was on date five with my boyfriend now and I had to start to lean on him. I had like a really bad episode where I was pretty much fainting and, you know, he knew I had sicknesses, but, and I just told him really early, pretty, I think it was right before that or right after, I can't quite remember now. Um, and I had to lean on him and it was kind of, it was a little embarrassing at first, but I was like, you know what, what's more embarrassing, uh, collapsing and having to lean on a stranger, this person I've gone through five dates and he's pretty cool. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like anything when, when, you know, if, when I did date before I got sick, you know, you put on this persona in the beginning, we all do. And as you get to know the person, you kind of drop some of that and your real self comes out. So you're a little bit more able to be like, okay, I'm not having a great day today. Uh, pain wise, I need to probably tone it down. But at the beginning, it's hard to find that balance. I'm sure. I mean, I not want to, cause yeah, I don't want to be known as the sick person in the relationship, but the truth is I am. And so it's like, it's such a delicate balance. And of course it's whatever works for you and your relationship, but I can see, you know, these things, I'm an overthinker anyway. So I'm thinking way out in the future, which is part of the problem of why I'm not dating is because I'm way overthinking this, but, and sometimes you just have to do it like you did and get your foot in there and trial and error and figure out what works. But I think that's so brave because I have not been when it comes to dating. So, but once you're in a committed relationship, how did you manage, you know, doctor's appointments and the flare ups, like with the person? Because that has to be very different for the person who has never dated a girl that, you know, had it. I mean, yes, we all get colds and we all get flus and all those things. So they see people sick, but not on a chronic basis where, you know, and they also have to have limits to what, you know, we were able to do. So how did you kind of navigate that? Sadly, this is all the time we have for today. I hope you tune in next week to hear the rest of Lydia Joy Launderville's interview. 
where she discusses managing doctor's appointments and flare-ups while in a relationship, how she managed her health during past breakups, what she has learned from past relationships to better support her health in her current relationship, and more. I want to thank Lydia so much for coming on the show. To learn more about Lydia Joy Launderville or her writing, you can go to lydiajoylaunderville.wordpress.com. I will include this in the episode description. Thanks again to Lydia, and thanks to all my listeners for tuning in today. Having each of you out there listening means so much to me, as well as to all my amazing guests and to the chronic illness community. And as always, remember, you are not alone, and you are not your pain. Like the show? Please subscribe and leave a review. Or to learn more about the show or how to become a guest, simply visit our website at www.iamnotmypainpodcast.org. That is iamnotmypainpodcast.org. Your story matters. We look forward to hearing from you. Hi, this is Keith. I am a martial arts therapist at the Hero Circle, a global healing and wellness initiative inspired by the children of kids kicking cancer. Would you like to discover the power of your breath while fueling the purpose of thousands of sick children across the globe? Simply check out our free adult meditation catalog at herocircle.org forward slash meditations. To learn more about our program and our inspirational little heroes, visit our website at herocircle.org. From all of us at the Hero Circle, we wish you a wonderful day. Power, peace, purpose.